Inquisition. Let's begin the Inquisition. Look out, Sam. We know you're wishing that we'd go away. But the Inquisition's here and it's here to stay. Hello, welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 7.5. Yes, this is a special episode, and I have a guest with me. Hey, this is John. I met Mistress out in uh, San Francisco during a Dragon Age event that we went out to a couple weeks ago, and we both got to play a couple hours of Dragon Age Inquisition. And I guess we're here to talk about the events and our impressions of of those uh, half dozen hours or so actually playing the game. Okay, you're my favorite guest so far that I've ever had because you just called me mistress on air. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to actually call you by. <laughs> oh, you're welcome to call me Liz, Elizabeth. Liz, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I'm going to call you John Tar because it sounds like Zoltar from Big and I can't help it because that's awesome. <laughs> All right, sounds good. And why were you out there? You're from Wiki Game Guides, right? Yeah, I, I run a YouTube channel called Wiki Game Guides and website and all that. And they wanted me to go check out the game and make some videos and some impression videos and stuff like that. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, well, tell us a little bit about that so that I can pimp you. <laughs> okay. Well, my channel is called Wiki Game Guides. We do walkthroughs and tips and tricks and tutorial videos and all that kind of stuff. Primarily YouTube focused. That's pretty much it. I cover all sorts of games. So when I was invited to go out there and play Dragon Age Inquisition, I was kind of surprised because I hadn't really covered this franchise at all in the past. Not that I hadn't played these games, but it's just not something I'd really spent a lot of time on for the YouTube channel. So with the time that I spent with the game, I, I really enjoyed it. And I thought I made that clear in my little impressions video, but I, I guess not judging by some of the comments. Oh, you poor guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling Road, my co-host, about that. But then I might have let it slip that you might have called Augur and Gimli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, um, that, mm, I, I, I learned from that mistake pretty quickly. Don't, uh, don't, don't fuck up the names. <laughs> we all have problems like that, it, it just, or just little ticks like that, and uh, you always pay for them. It's terrible. Oh, and it's a huge world too. So getting every little detail right, it, it's um, it's it's tough sometimes. Well, plus you meet him really late in the game, and to me, I really don't give a crap about him. But you just don't remember all the time. And plus, I mean, Gimli's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first name that popped in my mind. Yeah. Anyway, so we met actually uh, at kind of I guess out in the lobby of this of this uh, event at this old hotel in San Francisco, and uh, they had this like what would you call that room? Like an old theater room just completely cleared out with maybe like 12 different gaming stations set up where where you and I and a couple other people could all just kind of sit down comfortably and and play this game for for hours on end and it was like it, it was a very surreal experience going into that room because they had that that stage all decorated and the in the food laid out all nice and like kind of themed to the game even and it was a very unique experience going to that that hotel and, and playing it there oh that was freaking great i like when we walked in and there was the guy guarding the elevator <laughs> and it was a rickety elevator and you were like are we gonna die <laughs> yeah yeah the the old school elevator with uh the actual elevator like attendant in there like opening the door and sliding open and all that Basically had to give a password. That was awesome. <laughs> I felt like a secret agent. I was like, yeah. Uh, so uh, you're here for the event? Yeah, man. Hook me up. I'm here. <laughs> he didn't even give me that clue. He was like, why are you here? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, am I in the right place? What the fuck? I was a little scared. Now, there were only, yeah, you said there were about 12 stations or so. You guys were really comfortable because you were playing, I guess, on the Xbox One, right? Uh, I was playing on the PlayStation 4, I think. Well, that's the other option then. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember, honestly. <laughs> I think I was the only PC nerd, but really I wasn't paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, no, you weren't. You were completely engrossed in the game. It was awesome to see actually, because uh, your your station was kind of in the periphery of my view, and uh, every time I was just like kind of get up and stretch around a little bit after sitting for an hour or two, and I'd see you over there just grinning ear to ear playing playing Dragon Age. I could not believe I was there. So anyway, okay, we signed in and. Of course, they gave a little intro. It was Mike Laidlaw gave an introduction, and he had said that this is the game he's been working on for five years and has been mm-hmm. waiting for since Dragon Age Origins came out. Mm-hmm. And then they just said, okay, have at it. You know, start recording your video. Of course, I was completely lost because I'm not a video person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I heard, uh, you know, when, when I kind of introduced myself earlier, you said you're part of a podcast network and not, not there directly to record video, which was kind of cool. Like I, you know, I've, been to a couple events like this before and uh, I, I never talked to anybody who's who got invited to one of these things because they have a such a popular podcast which was really impressive to me maybe they just entered in Dragon Age podcasts because they were looking for somebody mm-hmm. I think it could be the only explanation and they were like oh a female leads it okay here well, we go <laughs> you're part of a larger network that has a lot of other successful shows as well so don't you know don't don't sell yourself too short on that oh <laughs> uh, see this is why I invited him on because he's nice. I think you're way nicer than my co-host Oh, wow. (laughs) That's probably because you don't know me too well. (laughs) So your idea for recording tonight was to talk about the game itself and your impressions. First impression. What was your first impression? My first impression is that this game is enormous and there is so much story to take in that when we sat down to just play it for a couple hours, it's uh, intimidating. It's incredibly intimidating because, you know, there's all these little pieces of lore and codex entries and uh, journals and side quests and all these other things that you want to look at every detail of. And the few that I actually looked at the details of were incredibly interesting and very well written and all that. But then you realize that you're on the clock and you only have a couple hours to play with it. And, and you're like, oh, I, I got to get moving. I can't just be you know doing every single side quest. I want to try to find a couple more uh, companions to 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 join the Inquisition and not and, and, and find a mount to ride around on and get a horse and all that. And I, did you ever find the horse? I can't remember if you did. I found the horse about an hour before we left. Oh, okay. So right at the end of it. Yeah. Like you just said, I was completely overwhelmed and I didn't really know where to go. Of course, I was more interested in the codex. Every time you saw me up there smiling and laughing at the screen, Mm -hmm. that was because I was reading a codex because it had something to do with the previous games that I had known about being one of the lore buffs. And by the way, I found a character called uh, Lady Liz, and I'm totally saying that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they named her after you. I'm sure they (laughs) did. No. Yeah, and I even found some stuff that I wanted to point out had I done a video, and then I thought, no, that might be spoilery. I don't know. You know, uh, so (laughs) they, they told us that we couldn't show anything from the prologue when we were recording. Right. The one other person that I actually had a chance to talk to at that event was... Angry Joe, right? Uh, he, he also has a really big YouTube channel as well, like a million and a half subscribers, something like that. And I checked out the video that he posted uh, after the event, and the only thing he posted was the prologue. So I don't really think that they gave a <laughs> shit about spoilers or anything that you could have possibly seen in those first couple hours. From what I recall, I only saw half of it, and I do know that he mentioned that I hated Cassandra, and I was like, yeah, that was me. He said some people there. That was me. Oh. <laughs> totally called me up. Where was I going with that? I'm having a Liz moment. Prologue, Angry Joe. We were allowed to show the hinterlands, was it that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the first area. I'm yes. there right now, actually. I just got my review copy, and I'm uh, 
No, you did not. Oh, I wish I had one. Yes, I did. I'm I'm looking at the Hinterlands map right now, and I I finally figured out how to get a couple other uh, companions. So I'm trying to figure out how to <laughs> how to find everybody. Who do you have right now? Let's see. I found Sarah, uh, Vivian, Blackwall, and the Iron Bull. So I'm missing Cole and Dorian. I don't know anything about Cole, and I want Dorian because, like I said before, he is Freddie Mercury. Yeah, with that little uh, great with that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Already, he's my favorite character, and I didn't even get to find him in the game. Where did you find him? Dorian? I, I didn't oh, find Dorian. Oh, no, you Dorian. didn't. I'm sorry. Uh, that, was, that was Joe. He had found him. He said he found Twirly Mustache Guy. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found him yet. I'm still working on that. That'll be on one of the videos I put out on release day. Now, can you tell which one is Freddie Prince Jr.? Prince Jr.? Ooh, uh, no. You know, I didn't, I didn't uh, catch the voice if I have talked to him already. Oh, it's the Iron Bull. Iron Bull. Wow, okay. He's the big Canari. Yeah, and that's, that's the character that I chose for this second playthrough. I chose a Canari warrior, just like a brute, just like running around and smacking everything, <laughs> just two-handing the biggest weapon I can find and just um, kind, of, kind of playing him as this dumb, thick-headed Terminator character that doesn't really read human emotions too well. <laughs> It's pretty fun to play like that. Is that reflective of life or not? Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you play what you know. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to role play that way, actually. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> now, did you like the gameplay? Uh, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you, actually. So when, when you play these games, what difficulty do you play on? And then how seriously do you like get into the combat? And, and do you use that tactical camera at all? I know. I remember you said on your video you did not like the tactical camera. It's slow and boring. No, I don't like it. But you did say afterward, yes, I know it's part of the game, and you were a little afraid you were going to get crap for it. I uh, Yeah, I was very aware that it's like a fan favorite kind of thing, and I, I just found it it's just too slow. It just slows down the game too much for me, and I kind of like the, the minute to, or the second to second fast action combat, and I found actually there, there's another option. I don't know if I just didn't notice this before, but um, you know how like uh, if you use one of the AOE spells mm -hmm. um, or like the rain of arrows or something like that, there, there's even an option to turn off pausing when you're aiming one of those. So if you really? want it even more fast paced, you can, yeah, just like never use the tactical camera and never pause it at all, which is exactly what I'm doing. And which level do you play on? Uh, normal, easy, because if you if you turn it up too much, you need to use that tactical camera, which is just kind of boring for me. I usually start out on normal, and then I realize, wow, this is way too easy, and then I will turn it up to nightmare. I do use the tactical camera, A, because I love being able to pause all the time uh, <laughs> as someone with a very short attention span. It's very good, but... Okay, on my way back from California, I watched Days of X-Men Past, or Days of X-Men Past. That's a podcast I do. Oh. <laughs> Days of Future Past. Well, there's a character that moves very, very fast, and they do a scene from his point of view where everything moves very, very slowly, and then, you know, it, the camera speeds up, and you realize, oh, he's done this in a matter of a 0.5 seconds, and, you know. But that's what it's like. It feels like Quicksilver is doing his thing, and once you hit that unpause button, everything dies. It's, yeah, you just set it up and then everything dies. Oh. I did like the mage. The mage is a lot like Dragon Age 2. And oh, I hate saying that. I said on the previous episode that I hate <laughs> saying that because people go, Ugh. but uh, Dragon Age 2 combat, I really did like, especially with the mage. It just looks badass. They had some kind of choreographer. I don't know if it was a dancer or whatnot, but it's <laughs> great. So I like that, but I really did like the warrior skills as well. I kind of want to roll a warrior my first time. Yeah. Uh, as I've spent a little bit more time, like really reading into the warrior trees, there's, you know, it's, it's very easy to have like a tanky warrior and a combat 
focused mm-hmm. warrior. So whereas Cassandra is like the good tank, like I'm going shoulder to shoulder with her, is dealing out all the damage while she's kind of absorbing and distracting all the enemies. So that's that's what I'm really liking for this for this playthrough now. Did you know I never knew about the role of a tank in a game? I would always be like, why would anybody want these skills until I started playing MMOs? Uh, <laughs> and okay. then I realized, oh, you got to keep aggro on them so I don't get killed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Everyone plays a role. And now I've started to play a tank and then I got bored with it because I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my style. Maybe that's why I don't like the tactical camera. I, I like just kind of holding down. Well, not just holding down, but like sneaking around and like just really disrupting a lot of people and just doing all the damage, like getting the credit for the kills kind of thing. Yeah, that's that's always nice. It's nice mm-hmm. to be appreciated. No, I did like in this game and um, I'm going to call him um, unhappy Josephine. <laughs> Unhappy Josephine was saying that he felt like he contributed to the battle, and I really did feel that in this game. And I was very excited about that. Even with the audio, you feel like you're contributing something. You're mm-hmm. doing something. I have played games where you're just like, am I even making a dent? Now, I have a question. How far do you think you got in the game? Not far at all. So there's 10 major maps, I guess, because or they... Yeah, it's a different might- word for like sections or areas or mini maps or something like that. Like like the hinterlands. Like that's one of the ten, right? And uh, I maps. think, yeah. Um, and I unlocked maybe three of the ten. And the second and third ones, I wasn't even close to strong enough to really compete in. I barely scratched the surface. And there's there's so many side quests in each little area. There's a ton to do. I got so distracted, I didn't even know what the main quest was at some point. That was one of my problems, and I mentioned that in, in my video, that like there's so many side quests, and they don't really, they don't do a good job of telling you what the rewards are for completing different quests. So it's it's very easy to lose track of what you should be focusing on, or what like the grand idea is, or what what the what the main storyline quests are, and just get distracted by the ocularum skull uh, shards and and closing rifts and stuff like that well i think you might be thinking about that from a reviewer point of view because for somebody that like me that likes the slower games i know that's what you had said in your video you were like it's an easy slow laid back kind of thing because i am from the absorb everything and take my damn time Mm -hmm. (laughs) i quite enjoy that and then the fact that there is so much yes Okay. <laughs> I do because I'm going to just take in absolutely everything. You know what? I think you're completely right. I think I was looking at, you know, the fact that there, well, uh, I was looking at it from a reviewer's point of view in that if I wanted a friend to play this game, I would have to tell him, well, try to focus on the main story stuff because a lot of the, some of the side story stuff, some of the side quests I thought were kind of boring, like those skulls or closing the rifts and things like that. Like they're just kind of dull compared to the main story stuff where they have more cutscenes and a lot more dialogue and choices and reward and stuff like that. I can't really focus on just one thing. Cause I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, shiny. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any problems? You were talking about the closing the rifts. Can we give the premise of this story at first? Yeah, go for it. You could probably do it better than I could because quite frankly, I didn't understand at all. There's some kind of event. There's a lot of green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a huge explosion and you the inquisitor you survive no one knows why or how you somehow have the ability to close these smaller rifts that have been scattered throughout the whole world and this rift is like a portal to oh, i'm going to draw a blank on the name of this but there's like another dimension basically the fade 
the fade. Yes, thank you. <laughs> they're they're portals to the fade, and these these mini rifts are letting in evil into the world. And it's your job to close these, and you're the only one that can close them now. And you're trying to figure out what all you can really do with your power. And you've got a green glowy thing on your hand now. There is a game called Rift that basically has the same premise. Only this one has, you know, lots of stuff and um, naked time as well. That's why you play this game. <laughs> naked time. <laughs> hey, that's the fun part. I mean, come on. <laughs> I haven't got like too far into the romances in this yet. So no, no info on that part yet. I'm sure everyone will hear from me when I finally get through that. <laughs> Yeah. In excruciating detail, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, might be a little embarrassing as well. Um, but I don't <laughs> care. So that is the premise. You have a green light on your hand, which indicates mm-hmm. that you are the only one that is in connection with these rifts. The reason I brought this up is I wanted to ask you, did you have any problems actually closing the rifts, like with the interface? I'm noticing more on the PC, which is what I'm playing on now. Uh, I, I'm noticing more interface problems on the PC than I did with the PlayStation 4 version that I played before. Like a lot of weird things like uh, selecting missions in the journal or or uh, changing, oh, um, uh, so, uh, selecting options on the, on, the, on the war table. The war table is really kind of sketchy um, on, on the PC, but I had zero problems on the console. Oh, that's different. <laughs> yeah. I know the previous two games, especially DA2, well, it was both games, had a lot of problems with just having to go back and forth when you're pausing and unpausing. Yeah. <sighs> that's why I really wanted to play it on PC. That and the mods. So I had a lot of problems even just closing the rifts. You have to be very, very close to whatever object you are interacting with. And I did not like that. I know I asked Mr. Laidlaw about that and he said, oh, you know, that's for RP purposes because in the previous games you can see something from afar, right click on it and your character will run to it, problem solved. This one, it's... Reminds me of ESO where you have to be very, very close to it. I didn't like that. What are you playing right now? What am I... Oh, or what part? Uh, I'm, I'm still in the area that we were in before. Still in, uh, what's it called, the Hinterlands, and uh, just doing the opening quests and kind of, well, and, and like I was saying before, uh, trying to find more companions to, to join the party. Sweet. Still very early. Like, I, I started playing this afternoon, so I'm, I haven't even caught up to where we were at the end of our trial session before. Are you guys going to be doing any videos on this? Mm-hmm. I want to make some videos about the war table and how that works, because that's, that's a completely new system, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, there's nothing like that, really, in the previous games. Did you get to the war table at all when with your time? With what I remember, the war table consisted of, oh my god, there's that Hawkeye Colin, and then there's another <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another character that I really liked. She was Antivan, which Spanish time. <laughs> and I really liked the voice acting. That's what I was focusing on really. <laughs> that and the fact that I just I hated the character creation for females so far. Oh, I haven't really looked at that much. Uh the the female half of the character creation, I honestly yeah, I haven't even touched that. You usually play as a dude, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel creepy playing as a chick. I don't Thank know why. You. It's weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless that is a lifestyle choice for some of our listeners, I got to say <laughs> that this whole, I like watching them from behind when they run. Well, I can kind of see that in this game because they do swish. But in most other games, it just pisses me off. <laughs> I just added, uh, oh, what was her name? Vivian to the party and uh, playing as her every once in a while. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Does she walk very nicely? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's got a little swagger in her step. <laughs> Perf. <laughs> Messing with you. That's the character that I'm worried about. I don't know anything about most of these characters. And so um, 
I'm worried that I'm going to hate her for some reason. I don't know why. I just picked her out and I was like, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> so what's different about this war table? What's different about the war table? Well, it's, it's, it's more of a, uh, a meta game within Dragon Age Inquisition that lets you, it's how you unlock new areas. It's how you start new alliances. It's also how you can like get some new items just kind of passively. Um, if you ever played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I think it, it was. I have not played any of those games. Yeah, so there, there's this kind of meta game where you can send your troops off to complete missions, and then it takes like maybe an hour of real time for your for your troops to complete this mission. And if they succeed at the mission, then they earn your character some more gold or some items or or investigate something or open up a new area and it's just it's completely separate from you actually running around the world but um it kind of it it lets you manage these other characters while you're not actually hands-on playing as them really i did not encounter any of that that's freaking great yeah well I'm, i'm not too far into it yet but there's quite like there's a lot of the world and story tied to it especially like the the political evolution of the game, the story, like the political ties between different factions, it seems like that's very heavily tied into the war table. You just realized that my panties have dropped by now. This sounds awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. As, especially as a lore buff. I don't want to call myself a lore buff. As, as someone who is highly invested in the backstory of these games. That's a good way to put it. That, that just talking about the different factions. I mean, there's or- Orle, which in my head are always the bad guys. In this game, they're not <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Hearing that that's going to make a difference is freaking great. And you're going to get to explore more of that. Oh, I'm jealous of you and your advanced copy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't be, because it means I have to put 100 hours into this game by next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm trying to, to do like three different shows before Tuesday. I had to cancel one tonight. And oh, okay. Anyway, yes. So I know you were crunched on time. Are, are there anything else that we need to bring up? I don't know. You watched my, my one preview video that I sent you a link to. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything that I said that other than the tactical camera? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, tactical camera. That bothered you about about what I said about the game? Because I think what I tried to say was is that I, I really enjoyed my time with the game and that it's this, that it's a slow game, which is what's so great about it. Whereas so many other, you know, it's you're not leveling up constantly. It's It's more... It's a game that shows a lot of patience with how a lot of the characters develop and a lot of the stories develop and a lot of, and not just develop as in like a level up, but as in like the characters develop between each other, if that makes any sense. Oh, yes. Like how the relationship evolves. That's what I'm trying to say. And that takes a long time and that takes some courage as a developer in today's day and age to pull something like that off. And I think Bioware does that better than anybody really, especially with the Mass Effect series, which I've... I think it's my favorite RPG series of the modern era, really. Now, I think that instead of calling it a slow burn, yeah. <laughs> I would call it needs to be savored like a fine wine. Uh, okay, yeah. You should have written that title for me. I wouldn't have had so many shitty comments on that. Yeah, go to his YouTube page. That's what, youtube.com slash wikigameguides, I'm yep. guessing. Oh, see, I got it right. And he's got a video. And go ahead and comment and counter comment. I give you guys permission to do that. That'd be great. Oh, I I guess the only other thing I should point out is, uh, or that I should talk about now is, uh, uh, I finally got a chance to play a little bit of the multiplayer. You did? Yeah, and kind of, kind of barely just scratched the surface of the multiplayer because unfortunately it doesn't scale down to one player. So, um, and it's really designed for four players. So I'm just getting my ass handed to me. Are you playing by yourself? 
I am playing by myself. Which I'm going to laugh at that anyway. Because- <laughs> oh, I'm playing with myself all the time. No, I, I have no one else to play with. Like, there's no there's no one in matchmaking right now. So I haven't been able to find a match. So anyway, the multiplayer. It's very much like uh, the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, if you're familiar with that. Where it's completely separate from the single player. Uh, and it has microtransactions and its own levels and abilities and crafting and all these other all these other features. Wait, what, when I hear microtransactions, I think of in an MMO where mm-hmm. you're paying money. Yes, real money. Really? Um, so within the multiplayer matches, you earn gold, which you can spend on these, uh, on chests, basically. And within these chests, there's like a couple random items and a couple potions. Um, and you can buy these chests with either gold or iron. And the gold is the currency that you earn just by playing the game, and iron is what you can buy with your credit card. Oh, so you don't, you're not, you're never required to buy anything, but it's there. And you know, similar to how a lot of people were pissed off by Mass Effect having like the exact same thing, I'm sure that's going to piss off a lot of people in this game too. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be pretty successful. It seems like a good mode, but I just haven't really been able to play it at all yet. So. But you can go in by yourself, right? I mean, that's what you said. You can, but you don't stand a chance. I'm, <laughs> I'm playing on like the easiest difficulty and I'm getting smoked because you only start off with two potions, I think. And then you're under leveled compared to the guys that you're playing at first and uh, or that, that you're fighting at the beginning. And it's just I'm just getting wiped. Like after killing two or three guys, maybe um, you should just play better. <laughs> <laughs> I need to use a tactical camera. That's what I'm. Except you can't even use that in multiplayer. Well, see, that's right up your alley. You can't pause it. Oh, shit. But yeah, exactly. It's right up my alley. It's perfect. I should be really good at this. I'm used to it. Oh, I was going to mention a couple of things that Mr. Laidlaw mentioned to me when I was not interviewing him with stupid questions. I think he had mentioned that mods will be available if somebody can figure out how the hell to do them. He said mods are okay. There's a, there's a new engine, which I have no idea what that means. My co-hosts and other people on the network talk about it, and I'm like, what? Engines? A frostbite engine? Uh, the frostbite engine. Yeah. Frostbite three maybe no idea what that means yeah it's the new thing that dice put out for all their battlefield stuff yeah that's woo over my head <laughs> but if they can figure out how to mod it go for it he also said that there is rune crafting have you done any crafting i've looked at the crafting tables i don't have nearly enough materials to actually craft yet yeah that's what sucked about only having a few hours to play because you really could not get into the things that are going to take a long time because this is a quote-unquote slow burn game Mm-hmm. you weren't able to do all of that. Right. And I've been running past all of the elf roots and all the other herbs and stuff like that and iron and all that stuff, just because I know that I, there's bigger things to see in the game than, than collecting, than collecting copper. I think that's what my problem was because I was, yeah, spindleweed. I was like, Oh, look at that. There's there. <laughs> so that was another thing I was always laughing at is the fact that I couldn't do anything because the gatherer in me just came out and I could not stop. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hindrance when you don't have a long time to play. <laughs> Oops. And like I said, with that crafting stuff, I mean, we didn't have time to do that. You also did not have time to really develop any of the relationships in the game, which is, to me, really what the game is about. I mean, the combat mm-hmm. is secondary, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and, and hit that, you know, that left half of the circle where you know that it's not going to actually advance the dialogue and just investigate the conversations a little bit more. Oh, like I that's, went for all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, I had to stop at some point during that that preview point just because I knew that I, I, I could sit in these conversations for hours and just listen to these people talk. But that's that's behind us now. We're, we're getting close to release, or at least I, I have the full release. So um, it's and it's great so far hearing all that everybody has to say. Last note on this. How good was the voice acting? Hit and miss. 
hit and miss. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some parts were really good. Some, I feel like some of it was just edited strangely. Like they were kind of the transitions between the characters kind of talking and chattering back and forth. You know what the, um, the voice acting when they're walking around in the environments, talking to each other, like when you're exploring the worlds, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of side dialogues that you're actually not a part of. They call it party banter, party banter. That stuff I found to be excellent. But when you're actually choosing the wheel dialogues, I found it kind of, kind of disjointed at some, at some points in time. Like when, if you're just sitting there listening to other people talk, it was really very smooth and very fast. But when, when your character got involved, it just kind of, it, it was kind of disjointed. I've noticed this in, it, this was especially in Dragon Age 2. When you would talk to a character and the character was very, uh, very passionate about what they were talking about or very sad, mm-hmm. you would say something to them. They would come back and their face would change into that very concerned, very sad face. Their eyebrows would curl together and all that kind of stuff. But then mm-hmm. they would go back to neutral when you had to say something. And that was really always off-putting because they have to do that because you can go several different ways with the conversation uh, you know uh, so they they reset back to neutral too mm-hmm. quickly okay you know what now now that you put it like that i'm gonna have to look for that see if i notice that. you'll see it i mean <laughs> especially with the different options i think in this game you do get the options of good humor i don't even know if it's humorous um forceful whatever you do get those options so they're going to change every time so i can mm-hmm. understand why they need to go back to neutral because you never know what's gonna come out of their mouth except for a crappy french accent from cassandra <laughs> sorry i'm not a fan of the french accents <laughs> oh don't play assassin's creed unity then They're oh yeah crazy I've yeah been told i'd love those games but i i love them i i really have enjoyed this most recent one it's getting completely shit on in the reviews oh that's something we can talk about have you seen or read any of the reviews for inquisition yet i have just seen what's on twitter oh well the the metacritic score is through the roof right now it's like low 90s mid 90s something like that yeah, it's huge. It's at 89 right now. It was above 90 yesterday when I looked, which is the, which is the same score as Halo, the Master Chief collection, which has been getting insanely good reviews as well. So yeah, like the reviews are through the roof right now. Oh, that's so great. Yes, I saw a couple today. And all I know is that I recognized the institution that had given these quotes. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'll just retreat it. Mostly because I'm at work when I see this and I don't have time to go through it. But I like seeing quotes and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. About a year ago, when they heard this game was coming out, I had people on the network and just people in general that I had talked to, they were like, this is going to suck. This game is going to be awful. During this too terrible. This better be good. And now I'm not hearing any of that. And that's kind of weird. For the past few months, nobody has said anything bad. They're actually looking forward to it, which is weird. I don't know what happened to just the consciousness of the world, but... <laughs> I feel like they haven't really released a ton of information about this game leading up to it. I know. That's what's weird. Like, they've been very quiet about it compared to every every other major RPG, especially Mass Effect, which has been kind of EA's RPG staple and Bioware's RPG staple for the last you know, five or six years that like they've, they've done a lot to get out there and just get, get people hyped up for it. And this has just been kind of like, uh, well, we're going to release it at the end of November, the most crowded time of year. And we'll see if people like it. Just kind of big question mark behind it. And I just really think that that speaks of, we know this game is good. We don't have to do anything about it. I completely agree. And I think they're they're just letting this game speak for itself. And I think maybe after the, the poor reviews from Dragon Age 2, that they needed to do that because I don't remember if Dragon Age 2 is overhyped, but it's certainly underperformed 
and uh, I think pissed off a lot of people. So I think if they came out and overhyped Inquisition, all they could do is disappoint people. Whereas if they just kind of put it out there and say like, yo, we put a lot of energy into this. We hope you like it this time around. We're trying to maybe make up for previous mistakes that they can earn some fans back. I think they will. They basically changed everything that everyone really had a problem with, especially the redundant dungeons. The redundant dungeons. That was a deal breaker for me. That was that, probably the biggest complaint. Yeah. And even it was oh, yeah. one of my complaints. I, I was going to, are you guys serious? Because this was one of my first games that I was playing on an Xbox on, you know, modern stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a GameCube before, but I just played SSX all day. <laughs> oh, God. And Smash Brothers. I'm freaking great at Smash Brothers. <laughs> but yeah, that was my biggest complaint. They have fixed that, obviously, as we were talking about how there were so many things to do. Oh, there is zero repetition of dungeons in this. There is nothing like that. I guess maybe, do you want to explain how that works? Like, what? So in, in, in Dragon Age 2, you basically, like, teleport to a new zone and then it would just be kind of like different paths off the same maze and then sometimes a pathway would be closed off and then you would just end up like rerunning the same kind of opening area over and over again and this has this is nothing our inquisition is nothing like that it looks very open world i know it's not and god i got flack from somebody by saying it was open world i know Mm -hmm. it's not but for the rpg that was on such tight rails Mm -hmm. comparatively speaking yes it is i can't believe you can freaking jump in a bioware game yeah (laughs) huge right oh my god And I like that I could even jump up mountains. Now, you were having problems with the horse once you finally got it. Did I hear that right? <laughs> well, I, I was jumping the horse off of mountains, and <laughs> and he just he just walks away from it. Yeah, that I was just made like, me laugh so freaking hard. I was, I was uh, galloping at a cliff and then hitting the jump and just swan diving off of it, and, and the horse just lands perfectly off of like a three story drop and just and just trots away, no problems at all. Oh, see, I thought you had died. I don't remember that. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. There is zero fall damage when you're on a horse. There, There is fall damage. Well, he's a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> well, the horse takes no damage either. He just, <laughs> he's a invincible horse. And apparently there's five mounts. I don't know what, where the other ones are yet, so I got to figure that the out. The only one I do know, there's a holla, which is, it's, holla it is, <laughs> it's like a white reindeer almost looking thing, oh. which is an elven thing. So. Okay. Interesting. To keep an eye out. Holla! Now, you're playing as a Canary, right? Yes, I am. Are they pretty badass? They're like the Klingons of this world. I'm like, eh. <laughs> uh, Yeah, they're huge. Like, uh, <laughs> body type-wise, they're just freaking, you know, a head and shoulders above everybody else, which is kind of awesome. And then a lot of other races don't like them. Uh, so they're very polarizing when you're talking to new characters. Oh, like, some people so are just very... I mean, if, if you just played a human and, and then switching to a canary, you're going to see very different reactions from a lot of people for how, you know, how some factions kind of treat you. And I don't know how that's going to play out like long term within the game, but it certainly changes a lot of like the minute to minute conversations. I can't imagine having to write dialogue for all these different choices. That <laughs> amazes me. And it amazes me that, well, at least the main actors having to go through all those different dialogue choices. I can't imagine directing any kind of actor. Okay, now this time, this is what happens if the person does this. And to be able to react to that, oh, it fascinates me. Imagining the Bible that they must have put together just to get the lore behind this correct. And then <laughs> I'm imagining like a stack of maybe 23 inch three ring binders just <laughs> of all the different options are. Right, well, here's what happens when you play as a Kunari. Here's what happens when you play as an elf or a rogue or whatever, like all, all, all the different options. And then you have to go through female and male because they have to record two different ones. 
him, her. Oh, Jesus. I, yep, you're completely right. I wasn't even thinking about oh, that. Oh, man. I know. I did see a, a female Kunari. They look kind of hot, but the human, I can't. Uh, I didn't look. You'll do that right now. Let's see. Female Kunari. There's a lot of lip gloss in this. Have you noticed that? Everybody has really shiny lips. Uh, the mustaches seem very shiny, I've <laughs> noticed. They look like they're made out of wax. Now, do you have a mustache? No, as a canary, do they have facial hair? Yes. Oh, yes. They have They have some great facial hair. They're like huge Burr Reynolds-style mustaches and stuff. They're pretty fantastic. Now, I saw on your Twitter picture you had a mustache, but on your Skype picture you do not. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is my Skype now, is picture? Now, is that a trademark? The, the, mustache? the mustache oh yeah no <laughs> there's just a friend of mine suggested that i had like 20 different pictures in 20 different places and he just suggested that i should have uh like one profile picture on everything just for consistency for people to 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 recognize the jantar trademark i guess a little bit better that's absolutely right that's an advertising <laughs> thing you just passed class there you go <laughs> yeah consistency have you messed around with the dragon age keep at all no i have not my co-host has a lot of my followers have and they keep asking me about it i haven't even had time to do that okay yeah it seems interesting especially for someone like yourself who's a super fan because you can't import old save files um and how you can kind of i was curious to hear what your experiences were with that and like ooh, nope my canary is ugly oh really let's look at the other heads (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not a fan of the horns. <laughs> oh, you don't like them horny. <laughs> you walked right into that one. Come oh, on. Oh, <laughs> goddamn. You're right. I kind of did. Don't Ugh. blame me for that one. Yes, I was actually very, very surprised that you had to do this via the keep um, or you had to import your saves via the keep. I do wish, as I had said on the last episode, that they would advertise this a little better because I didn't realize that this was a real thing until I talked to Mike Laidlaw and he mentioned it and I put two and two together and I was like, ooh, (laughs) I've been ignoring this. (laughs) So I do plan on going into it. Once I know that it's going to be in my hands, I will visit the keep and edit, you know, all this kind of stuff. You can make little choices and you can also have the story read back to you by Varric. Oh, he's got okay. a sexy voice and he's got some sternum bush there. Yeah, he's I think he's my favorite voice actor. He's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's really good. He I don't know who does him, but yeah, he, he does a fantastic job with just how he kind of like constantly jabs Cassandra. Cassandra. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then like and yeah, just his sarcasm and his wits like he's he's perfect. He's a oh, great yeah. character. And he says the word shit very well. There are some people that can just take that word and mm-hmm. run with it. He can. Shite. <laughs> I think I heard somebody say that at one point. <laughs> I remember because I was jumping off of a cliff. and What? <laughs> All right. Well, you have been a wonderful guest. Give us your information one more time. If you want to check out my videos, you can search Wiki Game Guides. It's .com. It's a YouTube channel and all that. It's my company. I started it maybe eight years ago. Christ, back in college. And... uh you can follow me on Twitter at JohnTarJR. Yeah, I think that's about it, really. Yes, it is time for the obligatory how to reach us. Find us at questgamingnetwork.com. Email us at dragonageotr at gmail.com. Tweet us at dragonageotr. Follow me, Mistress Lebeau. That's L-E-B-E-A-U. Follow Road at That Road Guy. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. Visit our sponsors, tweakedaudio.com for quality earbuds and 30% off with our code off the record, all one word, at tweakedaudio.com. And if you are as big Dragon Age fans as Road and I are, here's some books that you might like. Head over to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you can get Dragon Age the Stolen Throne or Dragon Age the Calling for free! But you don't have to take my word for it. That is the way of money. It comes 
It goes like a fickle lover. All right. Well, thank you again. Thanks for actually talking with me because nobody would talk with each other at the event. <laughs> Good yeah. Lord. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the guys from the wiki, <laughs> they, I tried talking to them during dinner and they were like, get away from me. <laughs> oh, the British dudes or Australian dudes? I don't know. There from? was an Asian looking dude that I was trying to talk to. They were kind of in their own little world. I guess we will see each other on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Or uh, are you playing this on the PC when it comes out? I am. Okay. Well, we'll have to play some multiplayer then. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very, very much again. Oh, thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. The Inquisition, what a show. The Inquisition, here we go. We know you're wishing that we go away. So the Inquisition's here, and it's here to stay. This could be short and sweet, and that way I can get it out of the way. <laughs> short and sweet sounds like my love life. It's all right.